One's from the trailer park, one's from the farm. Rings on their fingers, no babies on their arms. Taking life with a grain of salt and lime. Living, loving, laughing, we're having a good time. Nothing too deep won't tell you how to vote. Two stand up comics with stories from the road. We're cutting up, really. All right, we got a hot podcast coming up. We got uh, special guest Brian Bates in the house, going to tell us about the worst bomb in his life, and I'm excited about it. This is the We're Having a Good Time podcast. My name is Dusty Slay, and I have my special guest, Brian Bates. Hello, everyone. So excited to be here. Uh, we're having a good time. We are having a great time. Me and Brian uh, have done lots of shows together, and uh, we did the East Room last night. We did an uh, open mic at the East Room, and yep. then Brian was telling me about the worst bomb that he ever had. He <laughs> told it on stage, and I thought it was hilarious. I was like, we got to have <laughs> Brian to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. And Hannah's gone, so Hannah's in forever. She, yeah, yeah, she left. Uh, oh man, I'm sorry. we split up. She's divorced, and uh, so she's. We're not having a good time. No, she's in Chicago oh. doing comedy, and uh, uh, and I am going to fly to Chicago tomorrow. Nice tonight. I have a show, and that'll give us into our first segment: where we've been, where we're going, where they going, where they been, where they going. Where, where they've been. Where we're going, where we've been. And where I've been, last week I went to Charleston, South Carolina. Right. Had a show at the Footlight Players, uh, hosted by my friend Bill Davis. Nice. And uh, it's a great time. Tyler Wood from Wilmington was on the show. Sarah Napier, pregnant, and was hilarious on the show. Are these people you started comedy with? Uh, Bill Davis is. Yeah. Bill Davis... Uh, you know, speaking of worst bombs, you know, I mean, my, my first experience bombing was at a Bill Davis show. At least Bill Davis was on the show way back. I mean, it was, it was very bad. My first two jokes were huge hits. Like the first two jokes I did destroyed the place. And I was telling about the bombings. No, no. On that show. Oh, the show that I bombed on. You started off great. The first two jokes destroyed and people were like, oh Yes. And then it just died, like, real fast. What were they? It just, well, you know, if if I were doing that set now, I think I'd be able to make fun of myself, recover from it. But I had this, <laughs> what was happening was I had saw Richard Pryor do comedy where he was talking about having a heart attack for doing drugs or whatever. Yeah. And he was talking about his heart talking yeah, to him. Yeah, I know that bit. So I tried to write a bit like that, but about nicotine talking to me, like when I would quit cigarettes, how nicotine talks to me. Uh, okay. And it just uh, just didn't go well. But you had done great off the top. Yeah, two short jokes. Okay. A uh, couple of dirtier jokes that I don't do anymore, but very funny. That's a special bomb when it's not the crowd because you've seen that they can laugh. Oh, yeah. And then they still, you already got them on board and you still lose them. That, yeah. That's a special... Special yeah. tip. That led to my quitting comedy the first time. I, I quit and then started again. Yeah. So uh, that's where I went. I had a great time there. I hung out, went to Hyman's, 
Um, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, Hannah was in Michigan all all weekend last weekend. Now she's in Chicago. Nice. And then where we where we're going uh, this weekend? I'm going to Wisconsin. I'm going to fly to Chicago. Get in Hannah's car. We're going to drive to Wisconsin. Okay. We're going to go to Hillsdale, Wisconsin, Marionette, Wisconsin, and another place in Wisconsin. All right. All right up in that area. I think I have a friend who went to college in Hillsdale. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's cool. You're doing the Midwest tour. I'm doing a show at the Enchanted Barn. All right. That's what it's called. And I'm uh, pretty excited about it. It's going to be a good time, me and Hannah, doing some shows together. So if you're fans of the We're Having a Good Time podcast, <laughs> come see us both in Wisconsin. Now, you guys have talked about on the podcast. That's a special – do you guys working together as husband and wife? There's some ups and downs to that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think just – Anytime that you're dating or married and you just spend too much time together. Yeah. Because, I mean, you just, you're in the car together. You drive all the way there. Yep. And then you, uh, and I only like country music and, uh, well, I like country music and other types of music that sounds country. You know what I mean? Like classic rock. Oh, that joke last night, that was my favorite joke you told about country music. Oh, about how? People tell you they don't like country even when you didn't ask. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the only well, that's that. the only genre of music that people will Yeah, it is. Some people will they'll say, I go, What kind of music you like? They go, Everything but country. Yeah. And it's like, oh, everything, huh? Well, I guess I'll see you at that uh I, I always want to say nickelback, but I can never think of nickelback at the yeah. time. I'm like, Oh, everything, huh? I guess you're a big nickelback fan, <laughs> huh? But uh, and then I thought of another one, Kenny G. Kenny G is a uh, notoriously like popular musician that everybody makes fun yeah. of. Yeah, Michael Bolton a little Michael bit. Michael Bolton, yeah. Creed a little bit. Creed, and, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Those are all good. Yeah, because that's what I mean. The the idea is that you like you like everything, right? So you like big band and swing. You're really into barbershop quartets. Yeah, everything but country. But every other genre has somebody that they afraid to say because they may offend. But oh yeah, country music—that's just oh, just a bunch of old rednecks out yeah, there. So have at it. Just a bunch of old racist people with a guitar. Yep. You know. Uh, but I love country music. I think it's great, and I'm going to work on that joke. I'm going to keep right. working on it. But uh, uh, my—have you heard my full breakdown of the "It's Five O'clock Somewhere" joke? No, I heard. I heard the joke last night. I don't know if there's. More oh, I to got it. a full breakdown. I break down the whole song. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, wow, it's been very to it. fun. And I want to. I was writing a couple last night. I want to break down too. Like, you ever heard that song "That Summer" by Garth Brooks? Oh yeah. And it's like basically where this older woman uh, takes this teenage boy who's a virgin, yeah. and uh, you know, had to need to fill the thunder. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brings him in. I just like that line. It says, "Till she came to me one evening." Hot cup of coffee and a smile, and a dress that I was certain she hadn't worn in quite a while. And then he said, "Then I watched her hands of leather turn to velvet in a touch." And when I told her that I'd never, she softly whispered, "That's all right." And I was, it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense when you really say the words. If you sing it, it's great. Yeah, you know? now I'm starting to not like country music. Yeah. You're kind of... Mm. Yeah, it's, you know, I, they had me wanting to bang an older woman out in a wheat field. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and you did. Uh, and Because uh, that's what he did. And so what about you? Where are you at this weekend? All right, this the next two weekends I'm in Atlanta. Looking forward to it. Fun shows this weekend. I'm at 
The Laughing Skull. Laughing Skull, hot. Best of Atlanta Showcase. All right. Nashville guy doing that. Um, Love it. Looks like a fun lineup. Those shows are always a lot of fun. And then the following weekend, also in Atlanta, uh, the 26th of October, I am on Tin Buck Comedy. Uh, it's a local show they do there at the Highland Inn. Oh, that's Joe Pettis. That's Joe Pettis. Yeah. yeah. Another fun show. Highland Ballroom. Highland Ballroom. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then that the next night, Saturday the 27th, Nate Bargatze is taping his new one-hour special. Oh, wow. At the Infinity Energy Center, and I get to go open for him, so All that's right. exciting. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Bates. Brian Bates. World, uh, Who knew? Yeah, all over the place, traveling, doing great comedy. That's what, you know, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, when we get into the story about Brian Bates, uh, yeah. you know, and his and his greatest bomb ever, I mean, it's, you know, it's important to understand that Brian is doing comedy all over the place. Good comedy, good shows. So, Atlanta, twice. So this yeah. this build up uh, to to the bomb, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's it's important to note that Brian is doing great shows. I'm a big deal, folks. So big, this is going to make it that much more interesting. A big deal. Yeah. And tonight, I don't know how soon I'll have this podcast out, but tonight, October 17th, I got a show at Zany's, yep. uh, which is going to be great. Dusty Slay's Grand Old Comedy Show. It's going to be a hot show. So come to see that. Those are always great. Yeah. Next segment uh, is the Advice to Comics segment. You are what you are. I'm gonna make them an offer again. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> As I always say, if uh, if you don't need this advice, then don't take it. And uh, but I'm just actually my uh, advice is getting pretty loose. But in the in the vein of this podcast, I thought the advice should be get ready to bomb. Right. If you're doing comedy, get ready to bomb. Right. And it's always when you think that you're the best. Yep. I mean, every time I bomb, it's actually every time I bomb, it's when I feel the most confident. Yep. And that's why I like to never be confident when I go on stage. Yeah. Oh gosh, I've had so many stories like that. I did. I did a show recently. It was a mic, but I had the most confidence. I just come off these really, really hot shows. I had these new jokes that I thought these are killer. And I walked up there with the utmost comedy, and it's it's what I call a hurt your feeling show. Oh yeah, I got nothing for like a long period of time, and and you want to say, oh well, this this audience this sucked, but the guy in front of me and the guy after me did really really well. So, oh yeah, so you're know, like, nope, it's me, it's me. Yeah, I mean, it it really is when I feel the most confident is when I bomb yeah. the hardest. So I like to tell myself always, you know, you can do this. But you can also fail at this. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, so let's just let's just pray and uh, hope this works out. But I, uh, uh, yeah, I bombed a lot, and um, a lot of times I'll be at shows where other people aren't doing well, and I'll go, I'm gonna get them. Yep, I'm gonna. Isn't do it, it funny how we think that? Yeah, I go, I'm gonna be the one that gets them. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, then you don't. And you're then like, I don't. Nope, it was the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I, I always think that yeah. I'm gonna get them. I worked with this comic one weekend. And uh, after the first show, uh, or, or maybe it was before the first show, I don't remember, but he was like, in the car ride there, we were all talking about bombing and this and that. Yeah. And he was like, you know, there's no such thing as a bad crowd. He was the headliner. He right. was a veteran. He was like, there's no such thing as a bad crowd. You know, you just got to adapt. You got to figure it out. And then like two nights later on the way back to the hotel, he was like, you know, I always say there's no such thing as a bad crowd, but tonight that was a bad crowd. So there is a such thing as a bad crowd. Right. 
I try to tell myself that just so I don't make excuses. Yeah. But there are bad crowds. There are bad crowds. It's bad settings. There's bad everything. Yeah. I mean, like, if you go into a place and it's not the right setting, I mean, if you're running a show, you got to run it a certain way. And it's like people don't understand. They think that that they can just hand us a microphone and we just go and just start being hilarious. Yeah. Sometimes that works. But other times people need – they need to feel like the person on stage is important. Absolutely. And, and I'll talk about this a little bit more when I tell my bombing story. But my – one of my issues is from a confidence standpoint, I don't want to, I don't know if it's a confidence or what often I don't put in a lot of demands because I think one, I don't want to seem pompous because they don't get it. They don't think it makes that big a difference. And secondly, I think what if I put in all these demands and I still bomb, then I'm yeah. going to look really, really bad. So I'm so insecure. I just kind of be like, all right, I'll do whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to make those types of transitions where you start even like having to put a value on your comedy. I mean, I remember when I went from doing completely free shows to getting paid some, Yeah, I would, people were like, how much would it cost for you to do this? And you know, I would name a super low number. Oh yeah. You know, and then feel bad for taking it. Yeah. I still do that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I did a show where I got quite a bit of money to do. And I felt pretty bad because, but it wasn't my fault. My, my set went fine, Yeah, but not that many people showed. Yeah. There was some kids in the audience and I was like, that's not the kind of comedy I do. Right. And it still went well, but I felt bad for taking the money that I took, but also I didn't. And Mm -hmm. I've had all these veteran headliners tell me about when you're doing corporates, you got to make sure this and this and this. And I'm like, we're doing different type of shows. They're doing these big companies that have all this resources. I'm usually doing some small business in the back of a room. Yeah. And I've had headlines tell me, well, make sure they lower the lights as you walk up. They don't even have lights. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's some, just in a boardroom. Some startup company in yeah. a hotel conference room. Yeah. Which is a show that me and Brian have done together. We did a show in Huntsville. Oh, gosh. Um, where, I mean, this was, you know, this was a bomb for both of us, but totally because of the setting. I mean, it was uh, in we a... had no chance. Yeah, it was a giant conference room. <clears throat> Everyone was in giant circular tables eating. They were eating. They were in between conferences. They were eating. The There was no lights. I mean, it was just bright, well, yeah. well lit. There was no stage. And the guy, the boss had a wireless mic and he was like, all right, we got a little comedy for you. <laughs> and then he goes, got our first comic up, Brian Bates. And then, you know, um, everyone was going through the food line. Yeah, they were still eating. And then I got up there and, uh, you know, that was even one of those settings, too, where they were going through the food line during you. Mm-hmm. And then they had sat down and they were like still eating mm-hmm. while you were on. And I thought, all right, they'll be, e- they'll be done eating. I'm going to get them. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, I didn't, uh, a <laughs> couple people turned around, but I was still on stage or on stage. There was no stage, no stage, yeah. but still doing my comedy when everyone finished lunch and just left the room. Yeah, well, to the point where the boss finally said, look, man, we got to go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nah, I'm doing my time. You did it. I was yeah. like, God, Dusty, just stop. <laughs> stop. There's no one in the room. They're vacuuming back uh, here. There was a, a lady that had given us both cards uh, at the beginning. You remember that lady? She was like, yeah, we're looking to do some more entertainment down here. Oh, God. <laughs> we never saw her. After no, that. I think I gave her a card back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here, you don't, here, you need this more than I do. She thinks we're giving her our card, and we're like, like, now nah, you just take yours back. Yeah. We know those costs. Oh, that, that was painful. 
So, yeah, I mean, get ready to bomb. I mean, it's going to happen. And the sooner the better. You might as well bomb right away so you know what that feels like. And I would say, um, obviously, the advice everyone gives new comics is get on stage as much as possible. Write as much as possible. Those are given. And I would say simplify your jokes from the beginning. We all think we have these great things to say and these great takes on the world. But we're just not strong enough comics yet to even articulate what we want to say. Yeah. So you just, you know, save it for when you can do it. I have ideas sometimes that I've tried and it don't work. And a couple of years later, I can do them. Yeah. But starting off, just tell jokes and be simple. Don't yeah. Don't give your political discourse. And yes, yes, absolutely. And don't do jokes about how doing comedy for the first time is like doing having sex for the first time. And don't. Uh, say that you're picturing the audience naked. Yeah. Like, those are the two things that everyone does their first time. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. No one ever finds it funny, and all the comics in the room hate it. Yeah. Although I did a picture of the audience naked joke on that show I bombed at. Oh, did you? I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. I'll add that right. part right. when right. I tell Great. it to you. Great. Well... You know, I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like there's no jokes that are off limit, yeah. right? If you're if you're doing comedy and you're doing it for, that's why I say this advice is not for people that do comedy all the time. Because if if you want to do a joke about how it's like the first time having sex or how uh, you picture in the audience naked, that's on you. But new comics always do that. <laughs> Brand new. Comics. Don't backtrack, Dusty. You just called me a hack. No, so. no. I'm just trying to save people. <laughs> For this joke that they think is original, yeah, and uh, and it never is, yeah. Well, that's funny you say those because that's not. I think about usually, maybe not so much now, but when I early doing comedy, every comic had a joke about the commercial about if you have an erection for more than four hours, call your doctor. Oh yeah, everybody had some take on that. Um, Yeah, I remember this old man told me this joke when I first started comedy. He was like. He was like, I had some Viagra the other day and had it in my shirt pocket, and I bent over the toilet to flush it, and it fell out. Now my toilet seat won't let down. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I'm sorry about these glasses. I got some glasses here, yeah. and uh, I don't think my dishwasher is very good. That one I ran through the dishwasher twice. Hmm. So it's clean. Just came, so. Just came out today. Just came out today. He's like, let me get you some water. I was like, oh, Aquafina, Dasani. <laughs> no, it's from a Coca-Cola cup yeah. that uh, may or may not be clean. But I got it out of, I had to get the water out of a jug. Now, this glass I've been using for a few days. I'll use my own glass for a few days, but uh, it's been through it. Mm. It's seen better days. Yeah. I need to polish the glasses. All right. So that's our advice to comics now. You're on the road again. Hen and Dusty are on the road again Telling super funny jokes to all their friends Hen and Dusty are on the road again Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on the road uh, I, I got, you know, I got nothing really Yeah. Uh, I just think that the other day I was at, It was like th- Thursday I left at like 2 to go to Charleston Right. I got an hour and a half in Decided not to finish the drive because it had been too late. So I say get started early, beat the traffic, get on the road for a couple hours before you see any traffic. That's good advice. That's my advice. Mine would be um, get out. Don't just stay in your hotel room or wherever, condo or wherever once you get there the whole day. Get out and explore the city. Well, that's great advice. Because, um, one, you very often you'll find something that will happen that you can talk about that night on stage. 
and just in general, that's how you write jokes. You get out and see the world. And yeah, I've got so many jokes that I tell everywhere from a particular city I visited. And it's not just your typical airport or whatever jokes. It's about something specific that happened to me. Yeah, I think that's great, too. I mean, that's what when uh, me and Aaron Weber went on that uh, trip to like Upper Peninsula and stuff like that, we yeah. went to the aquarium yeah. and, and we got some, you know, the jokes from the aquarium never seemed to work after that city. Mm hmm. But it was still great in that city. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great. And that's what I did when I went to Charleston. I got out of the car. Uh, I pulled up. I got there a few hours early. I walked around the city. Of course, I know the city already, but yeah. it's fun to walk around. I went to Hyman's and saw my old boss and Classic. some of my old friends and uh, hung out in there. It was great. great Are you like a legend there now? Well, uh, I don't think so because <laughs> people that didn't work with me have no idea who I am. Yeah. But the owner, he likes me. So I saw Eli and his son and is Victor. His last name Hyman? Yeah, Eli Hyman, Victor Hyman. Yeah. And then there is. Uh, now, did Hurricane Florence hit them? I don't think so. All right. Yeah, they seem fine. Okay. And then I went to Theater 99, my old improv place, nice. and uh, I watched um, a little improv. Yeah, that was great. That? It was great. I love the Charleston Improv. I think All it's right. really fun. Uh, but what about food on the road? I said food on the road. Food on the road. I ate at Hardee's the other day, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I had an egg biscuit with some hash browns. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I didn't know where we were going to go here, but you're, you get pretty specific. No, nothing's too big or too small. No, and I, I, I mean, that's what I want to – I need to start eating at different places so I can highlight things, but mm. – I'm just saying, when I'm on the road, these are the things that I like to get. Because if you go to Hardee's and you get the monster biscuit and you get all these things, then it's really bad for you. But yeah. you keep it simple. It's just a little bit bad for you. Well, I have, uh, you know, pretty bad acid reflux. Yeah. Pretty bad heart. Me too. So, um, you know, I try not to eat too late at night. So last night, I'm like, you're like, hey... Want to go grab something to eat? <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm trying not to eat too late, you know, because of this. 15 minutes later, you're like, so you don't want to go eat? I was like, yeah. hey, I'm in. Yeah, after pizza, I laughed. Pizza, sure. Pizza. After, after I it. laughed at you for a while. Yeah. I, I only laugh because it's just funny, you know? I mean, just getting older and like having stomach. I mean, I'm with you. I have stomach problems all the time. Yeah. And so when you said that, I'm like, I know exactly why you don't want to eat. Yeah. But I just think it's hilarious that like I used to drink to like – Two or three in the morning, and now I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, mm, I'd like to not eat too late tonight. Yeah, you know? Try not to eat past eight now. <laughs> yeah, but I broke down pretty quickly and yeah. had pizza and garlic knots. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great play. We went to Little Five Points there yeah. in uh, our Five Points Pizza there in East Nashville. It's great. We got uh, harassed by quite a few homeless people, and uh, on the way oh, gosh. out, yeah, pretty intense. Really, really laying on the guilt trip. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it I'm was pretty intense, and I don't. I'm not judgy of homeless people, but I was like, "Come on, guys!" You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and I, there was a whole crew. We get. I gave her a little money, and I think she took it over to those other guys. I saw that. Oh, you think? Mm, I think they were working in a team. Those uh, guys were like, "Let's send the woman over. She'll get more. She'll get more sympathy." Well, it works. Yeah, it we did were work. getting bombarded there for a while. Yeah, it's like the paparazzi. Yeah, it was intense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the like bad, a like a bad paparazzi. <laughs> paparazzi. Yeah, there's nothing. No good press can come from this. Yeah. All right. What about? Uh, all right. So you got any other food? I really don't. I was thinking about. Um, 
I thought I had another tip to go back one, but then, so I drive for Uber. Okay. And Uber is a great thing for comics because you can, you know, half the comics I think do this, but you can set your hours, do as much or as little as you want. That's what's great about it. I like to drive for Uber sometimes, even when I'm on the road. Okay. Oh, uh, in another city. Yeah. Okay. But I just learned, I guess I hadn't done it out of the state. If you're in the state that you're signed up for, you can do it. Like if Chattanooga or somewhere like that. Yeah. You're there during the day. You can still make money. So I thought, hey, I'm going to this week in Atlanta during the day. I'm going to go drive for Uber. But I did some research and talked to the guy day customer service. If it's another state that you can do it, but you have to get it approved and then it's just not worth it. But I thought I had a great tip for you. Hey, mm-hmm. wherever you're at, drive. But you can still do it if you're in the state that you signed up for. for yeah. Example. All right. Well, it really well, had nothing to do with what you asked. But, I just but if say you that. can get it approved, then it can be done. Yeah. And I almost did it. But then I said, so would I have to then go back and get it approved for Nashville after that? And he was like, yes. Yeah. So oh. like, this is too much trouble. Oh. Well, it's yeah. almost like you have to change your residence or oh, whatever yeah. just for a few days and but if you're if you know ahead of time you're going to be in a city for a couple of weeks and you got your car why not why not right yeah i think that's a good idea it's a hot tip hot tip but even if you live say in tennessee i mean there's there's jackson tennessee where you could do some comedy yep. they may have something there's memphis yep there's chattanooga knoxville yeah i don't know any comedy in knoxville but <laughs> i don't know what's happening there yeah i don't either but all right so TV shows. What what are you watching right now? What kind of TV shows? What kind of movies? What kind of music? All right. Uh, I'm watching, uh, finishing up season two of Ozark. Okay. Do you watch that? No, never watched it, but I like that guy a lot. Jason Bateman? Yeah. Well, Dusty, it's a show about some rednecks that live in a trailer park, so I don't know if it'd be what you're interested in or not, but that's the gist of it. I don't even know if I could get something like that. Uh, fishing that and finishing, uh, I'm behind on all these people are going to be like, well, yeah, these are, these have been out forever. Uh, billions. You heard of billions? No. It's, uh, it's on Showtime. I don't have Showtime, but somebody loaned me their password. Okay. Dan Soder, who's a, a comic yeah. that I know, he's on it. I think I met him. And, uh, he's a very funny, um, comedian and he's great on billions and it's a fun, it's a fun show. Um, those are a couple, a couple I'm watching right now. Um, what else? Oh, well, Better Call Saul just finished up. Oh, I watched some of that. I was into that for a bit. Yeah. But, um, and then as far as listening, um, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And, um, right now there's one, Wayne Fetterman, who's a comedian, has a history of stand up. Okay. And it, I mean, it starts from the beginning of stand up all the way up to modern times. There's it's multiple, uh, episodes. So it's obviously, I find that really interesting. What's that called? The history of stand up. Okay. Oh, I'd like to check that out. Yeah. I've been watching the Goldbergs, okay. uh, which, uh, on, I'm going to be honest, I don't watch any TV and I, so I just went and bought several, like I went to McKay's books yeah. and just bought several seasons of TV shows just to watch them. And I I like the Goldbergs. Like the first I got bought, I bought season one. The first couple of episodes I was right. like, mm, I don't know about this. 
But I got into it. I got into the characters, and yeah. I like them. And I love this show now. Right. It makes me laugh out loud. I also bought King of Queens. Yeah. I've seen King of Queens a bunch. Hilarious show. Yeah. I don't care if people like Kevin James or not. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Some people don't like him now because he did all those Adam Sandler movies, mm-hmm. and they think he's super... T- oh, and he did Mall Cop. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, Mall Cop sucks. <laughs> but King of Queens is great. And old Kevin James stand-up is really funny. Really? I've also been listening to Bob Seger. Okay. Um, and not Bob Seger Greatest Hits. i tell you what I like. Bob Seger, Beautiful Loser, it's what it's called. It's the album, and I think he recorded it in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Mm. It's fantastic. Have you seen that documentary about Muscle Shoals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. I have seen it. It's really good. I want to find all the music recorded there. Right. It's great. But that, yeah, I mean, it's... I've been listening to, like, what do you call it? Like, the Bob Seger B-side. Stuff that's not on the Greatest Hits. Yeah. It's awesome. That's He's great. so good. Yeah, I love Bob Seger. He's so good. All Is right. he still tour? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I met some people from the Silver Bullet Band one time in Hyman's. All right. But not Bob Seger. Wow, Hyman's. That's the place to be. Well, Hyman's, you know, they have all these famous people on the wall that have visited there. Do you still do the, um, oh, who else has visited there? Uh, so many people. It's all over the wall in there. Well, that sounds... Like nobody when you say uh, it like that. Hulk Hogan, um, he's been there. Uh, the people from uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oprah, I think, was there at one time. Really? Uh, Mel Gibson's been there. Is it just a really popular restaurant in Charleston? Well, uh, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, it is. Uh, but there's so many restaurants in Charleston, you know, right. that Hyman's is not necessarily on the radar of the locals. It's more of a tourist uh. spot. But Eli is great at marketing, and people go into Charleston, and they're yeah. like, hey, let's at least go check it out. Earth and Wind checked it out. Yeah. Fire and went down the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to fall for that tourist trap. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, you know, people make fun of it for being touristy. Yeah. And, and they say a lot of times that the food's not good. But yeah. You get the same food there that you get in so many different locations in Charleston that people rave about. And it's mm-hmm. like... It's, it's, you know, I mean, there's so many fine dining places in Charleston that Hyman's is not fine dining, but if you want to, if you're in the area, go there because it's fun. It's like, there's all kind of, they got Eli or Brad, the owners are walking around all the time. They have Mm -hmm. greeters, they give free appetizers out to people. It's a real event in there. And then you got servers like me that probably hung over and their uniforms are dirty and they hate being there, but they still having a good time. You know? I feel like I know this place because you've talked about it so much in your stand-up. Yeah. If I ever go to Charleston, I'm definitely going Yeah, you got to go. I mean, Hyman's is worth worth the visit, and it's uh, – uh, Hyman should sponsor my podcast. And uh, they uh, – I don't know. I spent so much time there. I got a job there in late 2003. Yeah. And I worked until 2008, and then I quit for uh, three years. And then I went back in 2014. So somewhere around in there, I don't know. So I took three years off, yeah. however the time works out. And uh, and then I worked there for two more years. <laughs> and uh, I feel like a lot of your early stuff that I first met you was about Hyman's. Yeah, I used to have so many Hyman's jokes. Yeah, but they're all great. Yeah, I have them. They're on my album, Making That Fudge. Yep. If you want to check that out. Yeah, it's uh, Also a great alphabet bit on there. Check those out. Buy it. Or it's on Spotify. God, what was the alphabet joke? I remember that. It was really funny. Well, I have a long joke about letters of the alphabet, uh, C, K, and S. The premise yeah. of the joke is how 
K and S, they both make these sounds. You know, K makes the K sound. Yeah. S makes the S sound. Yeah. Right? But then C joins the alphabet, and he can make both of the letters. He can make both the K and the S sound. All so right. he starts taking work from them. Okay, maybe I haven't heard that joke. It sounds, oh. sounds funny. Yeah, it's pretty intense, though. It's too long, and it's hard to do on stage. But one day it'll be something. <laughs> I got a guy that I've been talking to about maybe making it a cartoon. Really? But I haven't followed through. There's another comic I forgot is uh, Nick Veretti. Is that he's a New York comic and he has a great joke about Q and U and how they can never be separated from oh. each other. Yeah, I got a little bit about Q and U in my bit too. Okay, well, his yeah. was really funny. I think he did it on. I saw him do it live when I was in New York, and then I think I saw him do it on Conan. It's a really funny bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't like that. Well, sorry. And then Gary Goldman, you know Gary Goldman? Yeah, he's got that great bit about the. Abbreviation for oh, all yeah. the states. Yeah. That's a great joke. He has a great joke about grapes and grapefruits, too. You ever heard that? No. It's really fun. <laughs> it's really <laughs> now we're just talking about other comics. Uh, what about this guy? <laughs> check those out. All right. So now let's get to Story Time with Dusty and Hannah. Oh, boy. Brian told this great story to me, and I just want to let him tell it. Uh, and if you want me to do any setup, I will. I mean, me and Brian have done great lots of shows. And when he told me this last night, I'm like, I laughed, even though it's clearly like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to highlight certain things to give, a, to give away stuff, but right. there's things about this that I don't know. It's just, it's just, it, it's, it's a, a mounting, uh, thing because I don't know if you, if you, if you bomb somewhere and you're hanging out with your comic buddies, you just you just laugh it off and you yeah. go on about your day. But yeah, that's not this setting, <laughs> and that's what makes it special. There's a couple of special things in there, so uh, I'll just let you tell it. And uh, this is uh, Brian Bates' uh, worst bombing story ever, <laughs> to date at least. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell it, and then if you have any questions or anything you want to interject, just feel free to jump in. Okay. All right. So this was uh, this was a recently a couple weeks ago. It was for the uh, Wilson County Livestock Association. Sounds like a fun bunch, right? Yeah, the Wilson County Livestock Association. And Wilson County is where I grew up. And uh, this the guy who reached out to me was someone I've known basically all my life. And, and he's like, we do this annual fundraiser and would love to have you come out and perform. He said, um, you know, it's a fundraiser for organization. We do a little live auction at the end. If you, if you got anything you can donate, um, appreciate that. And I was like, sure, I'll give you a couple of my CDs to to donate or whatever. A couple of your comedy CDs. Yeah, a couple of my comedy CDs, and uh, I'd be glad to help the cause. Yeah. So then a couple of days, um, that's about all I knew about it. And then and, a couple of days before. But, but you would. Last year, this was offered to you, but you had something, so you couldn't do it. That's right. They asked me to do it last year, and... Uh, two years of buildup. Two years of buildup, yeah. quite. And uh, I don't like doing shows in my hometown around people that I grew up with, because... I get it. Yeah, that's, that's the hardest. I like I like it to be a, some little separation there. Because you, you tell jokes about yourself, and they're not always 100% true, and you don't want people to be like, well, that's not true. Yeah. And also, uh, as you said last night, when you're, when you do, this is how I feel. If I'm doing shows for strangers, yeah, I feel totally comfortable because I'm like, if I bomb, I don't care. Right. But if there's people in that audience, I know I'm like, well, dang, now it's gotta go well. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've done shows that have went great. And I think I wish everyone I knew was here to (laughs) see this. Yeah. And there was no one I'll ever see again. Right. But uh, a couple of days before the event, they advertised in the, the local paper in my hometown of Lebanon that uh, 
Tickets are $10. Come see Brian Bates. All right. Now, my mom got really excited. She lives there, and she was like, oh, so I can come see you? And she didn't get to see many of my shows because she doesn't she doesn't drive outside of Lebanon. So I couldn't say no. So I was like, I guess so. So she told some people about it and and um, and some people from her church and, you know, my uncle and my aunt and people like that. And uh, so I said, I'll come pick you up and take you. So I picked up my mom and I'm already nervous about the event and she's interjecting jokes I should tell on the way there, which, you know. Like, well, like um, people that she knows is going to be there. She was telling me that I usually tell a joke about them or classic, you know, talk about that time that so-and-so did this or that. And then, so it was at the Wilson County Fairgrounds and um, in one of the pavilions. So we pull in Wilson County Fairgrounds is a big place. And there was a sign pointing that said, wedding this direction. My mom said, oh, you going to tell a joke about the wedding? <laughs> Get up there and tell them how you accidentally went to the wedding and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, mom, just just don't. Just let me handle the jokes, please. Um, but we get there, and as soon as I saw the setup, I'm like, oh, my star. It's All right, so yes, tell us about this setup. Okay, so I saw a picture of it. It's a huge outdoor pavilion. Uh, can we put this picture up on the screen? Oh, this isn't video, this is just audio? Yeah, just audio. Uh, There's no screen. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize that. Um, huge outdoor pavilion. Outdoor for comedy. Perfect place, right? Yes, yes. Al- always a nightmare, outdoor comedy. I've done some outdoor comedy that turned out okay. But never the ideal situation. It's it's a nightmare because you want the sound to stay in the room intimate. You don't want it just to go off. Yes. You want the laughs to stay. Daytime, another another winner there. Yes. If the sun's still out, comedy's not that good. Right. And then the stage, I get there, so it's just outdoor pavilion. People are spread out, these really, really long tables where people are sitting on each side of the table. And then the the tables have been set up so far away from the stage that there's just this huge gulf in between. How far would you say in between the table and the oh stage? Gosh. If you had an object to put in there. <laughs> a house. Okay. Okay. You know, a moderate size house. Okay. This apartment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just so far that I just, I was just like, I don't think I can use this stage. Plus they had all the items that people had donated up there on the stage, like a feeding trough and oh, bags of feed. Great items. When Whenever the items for an auction are a feeding trough and bags of feed, not a comedy audience. Right, right. Uh, some some deer, uh, ear tags for the cows. If you spend your days out on a farm, you're not going to think my joke about Target is all that funny. Right, you know I mean? right. And the, the grand prize that they auctioned off was a uh, was a, a cow. A cow, yeah. <laughs> a heifer, which I told you I thought just been a fat woman, but <laughs> turns out it's an actual cow. Yeah, it comes from a thing. You know, that old, yeah, so it's a cow. <laughs> yeah. All right, so then I'm like, this is going to be really, really bad. And I told the guy organizing, I was like, I don't think I can stay on that stage because it's so far away from the tables. And he's like, yeah, man, whatever. It's wireless mic. Walk around if you want. That's when I'm like, they have no idea what I do. I think they, they just think I'm going to go to table to table. What are you eating right yeah. now? Walk around. Yeah. 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 So they said, um, we're going to do some, uh, you know, we're going to go. They had food there, cater. We're going to go through line and get some food. And then we're going to bring up a guy. Oh, and I said, well, can everyone be done eating before I perform? Another big thing that's really important. And they said, well, we want to keep this moving. Yeah. Everyone will almost be done eating. But they said, before you go up, 
We're going to have a guy from the property assessor's office come up and talk about a proposed tax increase. Perfect. And and I just want to say that the setup, the tables, uh, half of the people have their back to you. Yes. So if they're eating. No matter where you stand. Yes. So if they're eating, they're not going to be looking at you. Right. This is farmers. They're eating. They care about that food. Right. All right, right. So before you, there's a guy to go up and talk about a tax proposal. Yes. Now, I was actually happy about this because I thought, for one, I can listen to see how well you can even hear the guy on the mic, see if the mic works. And secondly, I'm thinking, no matter how bad I do, they're going to like me better than the guy talking about a proposed tax increase, right? Right. Right. <laughs> And I thought he was going to talk for a while. He talked for maybe two minutes, and then he was done. And, and how many laughs did he get? <laughs> <laughs> he got the same as I did. Okay. Let's just put it that way. Okay. He got no laughs. So then they immediately just call me up there, and I get up there. So what about the MC? Who's the MC? Oh, it was just some guy who was just there. I yeah. mean, they just picked somebody, and they said— uh, So he he didn't really ramp it up for you? No, I gave him a card. I did. I wrote out, I wrote out an intro for myself. Okay. And, and talked about my upcoming shows. I'm going to be at Zany's. And all this. I was trying to make myself sound yeah. good. And he read it. And then he gave me the mic. And I picked a place that I decided would be the best place to stand to get closest to the most people. Which, um, there was no good place, but I picked a place. And in hindsight, like... Ideally, you want to be on a stage because you're t- higher than the people because it gives you a sense of authority and people look at you. I stood ground level, but it wasn't even – that pavilion wasn't even completely level. I was lower, slightly lower oh, than no. the people I was talking to. I was kind of downhill looking up at them. But uh, I get up there, and I had a couple of inside jokes, kind of kind of break the mold, whatever jokes, you know, that – about the people there. I thought, even if they don't like my material, they're going to like this, you know? Yeah. And I told those jokes and I got nothing. I mean, nothing. Half of them didn't turn around. They're keeping, it was, the majority was men. It was old men, farmers. Yeah. And I don't know that they've ever seen stand up comedy or really even yeah. knows what it is. And the, uh, how was the microphone situation? Like what kind of sound did it was, did you have, you have a good, clear, booming mic? You know what? I think that I can't really blame the mic. That's okay. the one thing. I think the mic was okay. <laughs> okay. I wish I could. <laughs> okay. There was one time. So they could hear you. They could hear me. Yeah. Okay. That's the, I wish I could say, oh, they could even hear me. No, yeah. they heard me just fine. Okay. They just didn't like what I was saying. Okay. And a lot of times we'll have these shows where we'll say to ourselves, well, they didn't. Laugh a lot, but they were smiling. They could enjoy it. No, these people weren't even smiling. Oh, man. They were just staring at me like, what What are you doing up there? And I would tell my jokes, and I would deliver it the best I could with some big – I mean, I'm not a high-energy guy, but still, I deliver these punchlines like, heck, yeah, I'm a predator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would just pause. It'd be nothing. <laughs> I'm a predator. My dad's a predator. <laughs> and it was just silence. For those who don't know, that's the hockey team here in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Nashville Predators. <laughs> and I could not look at my mom, but occasionally I would just kind of glance at her in the audience. It was I was so embarrassed that, um, you know, and she just had this look of her face of pain. Like, she's pulling away from me now. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Now all of a sudden, she's, I don't know this guy. And you know how you try to break the ice by acknowledging how bad it's going yeah. just to kind of get them to laugh at that? 
I kept trying that, but that wouldn't even work. And so I just kept digging myself in a deeper hole. And one time I remember joking, saying, hey, who wants to get the tax guy back up here? I think you guys rather hear him. And they wouldn't laugh at that. And one time I said, how many people here know there's an actual comedy show going on? They didn't laugh at that. I mean, nothing I said would get laughs. And it's 90 degrees outside. It was so hot. Oh, yeah. I didn't say this part. It was daytime, but it was getting late in the day, dusk almost. So yeah. it wasn't dark enough for the lights to come on the pavilion, but it was just dark enough where I'm just a big shadow up there oh, behind gosh. a setting sun. So there's, I mean, the sound is good, but there's a lot of bad other oh, things yeah. happening. There's these big fans in the uh, corner blowing. Oh, big fans are always bad for comedy. Yeah, they're the type that rotate, you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. try to. And it's so hot there, but you know, you hear these fans going, which I told you was good because it kept the tears from leaving my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just bombing and I'm bombing and I'm bombing. And I was supposed to do 30 minutes, which said going up, uh, well, I could do 30 minutes, even if they're not a good crowd. Well, I can't. And because uh, I, I did a lot of editing, I'm like, if they're not going to laugh at these jokes, I'm sure they're sure not going to laugh at these other ones. Yeah, it's hard. And I felt like I was up there forever. And I uh, I couldn't even look at my watch because, I mean, I was just such panic, like trying to get some <laughs>, laughs and everyone's just staring at me. And oh, I, love this. God. I love this so much. And uh, so finally, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I got to say goodnight and, and, and whatever. So I say and now I realize I, we'd never really talked about once I'm done, what's next which is my fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I say, all right, thanks very much, very much, everybody. And then I don't even know who to give the mic to. I'm just standing up there. Everyone's just staring at me. I'm trying to turn the mic. I cannot get the mic to go off. I keep tapping it and it keeps, it's still on. And then finally a guy just comes up and takes the mic. Now, normally, as you know, when you bomb, we go hide in the green room. I do at least. Yeah. I don't want to see anybody. I want to hide and just sneak out of there after everybody's gone or get out of there before they do. There is no green room. Short of me going sitting in my car, there's nowhere to go. So I just had to get done bombing and then immediately sit right back down at the table with all the people that I just bombed in front of. And, uh, God, I was so humiliated. But then they're like, all right, let's start the auction. And now I'm happy because I'm like, thank God no one's looking at me. Yeah. So the auctioneer gets up there and he's selling feed and he's, and people are getting into it. They're bidding and they're. Before, I I just want to say before you get into that, I mean, I would definitely be gone. Like, I don't know what I would have did, but yes, sitting in there would not, I mean, it would be awful. Like, yeah. Recently I bombed at a place and I went, I got my bag, I got my check. And I was beating the people that were at the show out of there. Yeah. Like they were seeing me past them going to my car. I'm out of there. And I might have done that one if I didn't know anyone there. Yeah. But there's people I've known all my life. So, you know, it's kind of <laughs> awkward. And secondly, yeah. my mom rode with me. So I can't just yell across the way, Mom, get your bag. Let's uh, go. We're getting out of here. All right. So you sit down. <laughs> so I sit down. They're like, all right, we'll start the auction. Now I'm really, I'm so, like, I'm covered in sweat because it was hot anyway, but I just felt like I ran a marathon. I'm so humiliated. And then they're like, let's start this auction. And people immediately come alive. They're bidding and, you know, and they're going back and forth and bantering and, you know, and auctioneers going. And I'm just like, I'm just so thankful no one's thinking about me now. <laughs> and then he goes, all right, we're going to sell one of these CDs here from that guy you just saw. Uh. And it got silent again. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, my God. I just want to hide under the table. 
<laughs> and he's like, come on, everybody. You just saw him up here. Somebody, you know, what we got, you know? And I'm like, oh, my God. And I was just like, I just kept my head down. I was like, I just hope my mom, I'd be so embarrassed if my mom has to buy this. And I, and then I looked over at her. And she kind of had her head down like, I don't want to buy that. I, I still have to live here. So <laughs> neither one of us wanted. And then finally, a friend of my guy grew up with all my life. Uh, he bid on it. Bid $15. Could have said 20 but he's like, I could get it for 2 Yeah. And then immediately sold it to him. And then they got back into the auction, and people were bidding again. And then they picked up my second CD. He's like, all right, here's another one. Oh, and I'm like, God, no. just stop. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> and this time, the guy who organized the event, he immediately just said, I'll take it. Didn't even give a price. Just said, I'll take it. And didn't, you know, because he knew nobody was going to bid on this thing. And I just wanted to die <laughs> so bad. And I, I found just myself. <laughs> how clueless is the guy to pitch your CD a second time? I know. I know. Just package them together, bundle them together and say, here, take them both or yeah. whatever. And um, I mean, it's just like, oh, my God, I'm on display yet again. And I found myself sitting there watching this auction, thinking about my set and shaking my head like, you know, just to no one. I mean, if anyone's staring at me, I look like a crazy person because I'm, I'm thinking about my set, and how bad it went. So the thing's finally over, and now I just want to get out of there. I don't want to talk to anybody. But my mom's there, and she knows people. And we're at this point, we're not sitting that close to each other. So I can't just hightail it out of there. So I just find one person I know, and I try to talk to them. We'll only look at them. I don't want to see anyone else. I don't want to look anyone else in the eye. And I'm sure that guy was like, wow, you've never been this interested in me in my life. I'm asking about his kids, yeah. his family, his, his ex-girlfriend from high school. I'm talking about everything I can. I just don't want to look at anyone else. And then finally, I kind of look over. People are mostly gone. My mom, she's over there. And I'm like, and I'm embarrassed to even look at her and talk to her. But I'm like, all right, you ready to go? And we start kind of head toward the car. She stops a couple times to talk to people again. And as soon as we got close enough to the car where it's not obvious, I'm just running to hide in the car. I just kept on going to the car. Yeah. And then we get in the car, start it up. I mean, we're both kind of embarrassed about what just happened she's like well i thought i thought that would look like that was pretty hard i'm uh, you know i thought you did the best you could and i said that was the worst gig i've ever had in my life but i still don't want my mom to worry about i don't want her to know just how bad i'm hurting because no one wants your mom to feel bad for you you know right so i'm acting like you know it's one of those things you know it happens and i'm talking about dill did you talk to talk to bob you know or about so-and-so how was that food the whole time I'm just torn up inside, and then I, I get to her house and I go inside and have to use the bathroom. I went to the bathroom and I shut the door, and then it just overcome like it just hit me like oh my god, finally I can just breathe and and I almost just like collapsed right there in the bathroom. But because uh, you've been putting on a face, like you've I've been, been putting, putting on a yeah. face, not only. The set was so bad for the, but for maybe an hour and a half now since my set was over, I've been putting on this. Face that wasn't true because yeah. it was killing me. So, and now the difference in these two scenarios: if your mom, if it hadn't have been that kind of thing, and yeah. you'd been with another comic, you guys could just go get in the car like me and you did in, in Huntsville, Huntsville yeah. and go, "Gosh, that was terrible!" Yeah, and just laugh about how bad it was. Yes, and then drive out of there, and then you've done. <laughs> but you think it's fun. But when you're in front of your family, yeah, especially if your family doesn't see you, which is the case for me and for you. I mean, our family never sees us do comedy. No. So if they see us do comedy, 
and then we bomb. It's like, that's, yeah. I mean, like Ch- my, my mom was at Chattanooga the last time we were there. Right. And she had been there one time before and it went great. Yeah. The last show she saw went okay. It was by no means a bomb, but it wasn't my best. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Yeah. But at least she had saw that great one before. Right. Right. But if they only see the bomb. And at least in your case, they've now seen you on a couple late nights where you kill. Right. So you've got that going for you. These people have never seen me. All they know is little old Brian, who was pretty quiet growing up, is now doing stand-up comedy? Well, that's hard to believe. Let's go see him. And then they're like, oh, boy, this was a mistake. He quit his day job. Uh, did anybody Did anybody come up and give you like the, hey, good set up there? You know, there was like. A couple people walking away as they carried the stuff they bought at the auction, their bags of feed, stuff like that. There was, a, I remember there was, there weren't many women there in general, but there was, uh, there was a lady that said, you know, oh, I thought you did. I know it was a hard, hard crowd. I mean, somebody said something like that. Yeah. But, but nah, I think most of them were like, I don't want everyone to see this guy again. <laughs> and there's a lot of people, there's some family members there I will not see till Christmas. I'm already dreading Christmas oh, because yeah. that's what they think. I mean, it'll come up. And what am I going to say? You should have seen me last week in Roanoke. You should say, you should say, that's the best set I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, that's actually funny. Yeah, that's the way to go. I thought it went well. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to, when they go, oh man, so I get that uh, Wilson County live auction. You go, yeah, you know what? That was the best show I've ever done. Yeah. And I'm I, so glad you were there. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and, uh, Honestly, my shows haven't been as good <laughs> since then. I've been trying to ride that high, but <laughs> yeah. that was fun, wasn't it? But that's what I think is great about the story is one that you couldn't leave, you couldn't yeah. hide. And and the <laughs> real kicker is that after – because a normal show, you bomb, you can just disappear, you yeah. can just hang back. <laughs> but the fact that they auctioned off your CD right. and no one bid on it, right. that's the ultimate kick in the teeth. Oh, gosh. And – that's what makes the story so great for me because uh, I know it sucks yeah. for you. I mean, because, you know, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've never had my CD auctioned off after, <laughs> but uh, I don't like, you know, one time I was at this uh, somewhere in Indiana and I did a gig and I was at a restaurant before the show. Yeah. And this group of people came up to me and they recognized me from the poster. Mm-hmm. I had not done any of the late night things. They recognized me from the poster and they were like, Hey, we're coming to your show tonight. So we hung out. We had a good time. They took pictures with me. And then, uh, I was headlining and the show was so long and so bad <laughs> that by the time I got up there, who knows, I yeah. might not have done well anyway. Right. But by the time I got up there, I definitely was not doing well. Right. I did. Okay. And then by the time the show was over, those people were gone. I never right. saw them again. Like they were like my biggest fans. So it's like I experienced that type of thing. Yeah. But, but to that extreme. And that's why you need to tell these things. You need to laugh about these oh, things. Yeah. Because it's like that's what I'm saying. I mean, in comedy, you're going to bomb. Yeah. And it's going to suck. And it's going to be hard to get back up there. I mean. Well, I told you, I, I immediately after that, my next thing, my church asked me to do an outdoor festival, you know, I mean, not do a festival. They were doing a festival, asked me to come perform outdoors. And I'm like, look, I have PTSD from what just happened to (laughs) me. Yeah. But I also wanted to help them out. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. But I'm telling you, it's not going to go well. And these people think you're being humble when you say that because they always say, no, no, it'll be great. They think you're just saying that. No. So I showed up and I'm like, man, this is going to be bad. This is the last thing I need right now. And they were 
people everywhere and kids. And then they're like, all right, we're going to take down all the floats and games. And then before we show a movie, we're going to have Brian Bates come up here, do a little comedy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my Lord, we're going to do this again. Nothing like opening for the movie. <laughs> yeah. And it ended up getting so many people left that after they took the games down, it was just a row of kids on the front row waiting to watch Zootopia. And they already had it on the screen, like in the setup mode oh, no. for the DVD. So they could already see like a <laughs> some rabbit or something up on the screen just waiting to press play. And I was like, guys, we cannot do this. Yeah. And then they finally agreed. So yeah. I got bumped for Zootopia. Yeah. Uh, well, that's That's the way to go. Yeah, because yeah, if they can, that's like I did a corporate gig, right? Where the the, the my they had me slotted to let's say I'm going from eleven thirty a.m. to twelve p.m. and then at twelve they take lunch, right? But the, all of their other stuff ran long. Yep. So at twelve p.m. when everybody's set to eat lunch, they're like, go ahead. They, they come up <laughs> and they go, well, we got. Uh, we're going to push lunch back a little bit. We got a little entertainment for you. <laughs> so all these people are hungry and they got to sit through me. Like it went well enough. Yeah. But it's like, you don't want to be the thing standing in between people and what they really want to do. Yeah. Like comedy is supposed to be the event. But if I'm like, first, before you watch the movie that you want to watch, you got to listen to this guy yeah. tell jokes. Or in your, I'm never going to be better than food. Yeah. Or the auction, for that matter. It seems like at the Wilson County live auction, yeah. that's what those people were there for. Yeah. They were there to auction off some of that stuff. Yeah. They were trying to get some of that feed at a good deal. Right. And there you are, <laughs> standing in between them and the auction. <laughs> Talking about driving for Uber. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what's Uber? <laughs> they're like, what's he do? Does he drive a cab? <laughs> yeah. Every time I think, I mean, I bomb at open mics all the time. I did that last night, but... No, you had a great set at that open mic last well, night. Well, thank you. I, yeah. uh, the first one I went to... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Much. I didn't see that one. But uh, but same material. So there, there you go. It's a perfect example. Yes. But, uh, you know, as far as these type of shows, corporate or whatever, they happen every so often. But it's always, like you just said, I always feel like I'm, I'm a better comic now and I can handle these crowds. I can do it. And then they always just bring you back down. Yes. Well, that's the great thing about comedy is it does it does humble you. Yeah, it does humble you. Yeah, and uh, well, that's a great story. Um, I had a great time. Uh, what? Uh, so you're going to be in Atlanta this weekend at Laughing Skull. Yep. What night? Uh, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Do you have anything that you want to add about this story? Um, no, I think we're not really pressed for time. I mean, it, we try to keep it within an hour, but it also doesn't matter, right? Um, so I got that laughing skull coming up and then, um, the following weekend, then that Nate Bargatze show, that's, that's the one, you know, really excited. I mean, I'm excited for him and I'm excited to be a part of it. And yeah. He's taping that special. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm headlining Zany's November 18th. Okay. Um, so excited about that. Hope to get a lot of people come out. If you're listening, come on out. Come to that. Go see it. Brian yeah. Bates is great. Yep. Uh, as far as that story, no, I think that's that's pretty much it. Well, uh, I think it's great, and uh, Brian's been doing that uh, on stage, and so it's going to get better and better. Yeah. And uh, but I thought it was hilarious last night. I heard it on stage, then he told me it over pizza, and I was like, "This is great." <laughs> and Hannah's you. out of town. I was like, "This is perfect." Yeah, and uh, we change it up a little bit. We've only had two guests, you yeah. and Joe Denham. Now. Oh, all right, and um, but so you're at. Uh, what about your uh, social media stuff? Uh, so Twitter's Brian Bates comic, um, Instagram, Brian Bates comic, 
Uh, Facebook, I think it's Brian Bates Comedy. My website's BrianBatesComedy.com. Great. I think that's it. Okay. And you got Laughing Skull this Friday? Yep. The 19th. Uh, yeah. All right. I mean, Thursday cool. also. Oh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's great. I saw the lineup. Tons of good people on that show. Yeah. That's going to be a fun show. If you're in Atlanta, go check that out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And then uh, I'll be at Zany's tonight, October 17th, and then Wisconsin, the 18th, 19th, 20th. Yeah. And then I'll uh, be back in Nashville, hanging out. Nashville comedy scene's booming. It is. We got it a lot is. of good people. The right. open mic was fun last night at the East Room. Yeah. And uh, I like Bobby's. And uh, those are the only two that I really know about. But uh-huh. those are fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's going well. You're doing great. I'm having a good time. Having a good time. All right. Well, thanks for coming out. <laughs> thanks for having me. I love your new place. Brian Bates. Brian Bates.